Armstrong, Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. Wave the flag for Hudson High, boys. Show them how we stand. Every shall our team be champions, known throughout the land. Wheaties, breakfast of champions, bring you the... Now, here's an imaginary scene that ought to give you an idea for a barrel of fun. It's night. Two shadowy figures slowly and quietly approach the old haunted house. The moon is covered by clouds, and the night is as black as pitch. What was that? Harry, I'm scared. Well, it wasn't anything. Just an old owl, I guess. Come on, let's go back. Wait a second. The owl said he'd meet us here, right by the haunted house. But what's the surprise he told us about? Search me. Come on. Let's go up near the porch. Harry! What's that? Where? At the steps. Oh, Harry, you've got two big eyes. And they're Caesar's marks. Look at them. They're shining. I'm scared. Let's go home. Look at them move. They're coming this way. Now they're looking from left to right. Come on, Harry. I want to go... Gee, Marge. Looks like those eyes have spotted us now. Here, give me your hand and we'll run. Yeah, let's go. Hey, Marge! Harry, wait a minute. It's only me. Well, I'll be doing a gone. That was only Yale. What was I? What were those people? They were just a couple of luminous dragon's eye rings. Luminous dragon's eye rings? What are they? Oh, I got them from Jack Armstrong. Here, look at them. Why, they shine just as if they were filled with green fire. Yeah. Say, those are swell. Well, I was listening to Jack Armstrong's adventures, and Franklin McCormick said... It's easy to get a luminous dragon's eye ring, so easy that I know you'll want to make one of them your very own right away. Now, here's exactly what these amazing rings are. In the daylight, the luminous dragon's eye ring looks almost as if it were beautiful hand-carved old ivory. On its sides are two crocodiles whose open jaws hold a gleaming green tanite eye. The tails of the crocodiles form the band of the ring. But here's the amazing thing about this ring. After it's been exposed to bright light, it gleams in the dark as if it were filled with a weird green fire. Now, here's all you have to do to make a luminous dragon's eye ring your very own. Tear off the top of a Wheaties package and send it together with ten cents in coin and your name and address to Jack Armstrong, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Now, I'll repeat those instructions later in the program, so be sure to listen carefully and send for your ring today. And now, Jack Armstrong, the all-American boy. The two-masted schooner Spindrift is sailing into Manila Harbor with Jack Armstrong, Billy, Betty, and Uncle Jim. Tramp steamers of every nationality are anchored inside the breakwater, and the battlements of the old walled city stand white against the palms and trees of the new Manila. The crew of the Spindrift are in the Philippines to salvage some lost uranium from a sunken yacht and to find the missing Professor Loring and valuable deposits of uranium. As they approach the narrow entrance to the stone breakwater... Uncle Jim is at the wheel, and Jack, Billy, and Betty are on deck to help bring the schooner to her anchorage. But they're keeping a sharp lookout for a black power schooner called the Black Shark, which they fear may be waiting in the harbor to follow them to the sunken yacht. Listen. I don't see a sign of the Black Shark yet, Jack. Uh, wait till we get through the breakwater, Billy. We can't see all the ships that are anchored in the harbor now. My, but it's a long breakwater. There's such a narrow entrance through it. This breakwater is all that protects the ships from the great typhoon swells, Betty. Even now, an occasional storm will throw the steamers up on Dewey Boulevard. Maybe the black shark isn't here after all, Jack. Dr. Shepetto and Blackbeard and their gang may have given up. Not Dr. Shepetto, Billy. 
He knows that any number of nations would pay him millions for that uranium just to discover the secret of atomic power. If he isn't here in the harbor, he's gone off to the Sulu Sea to look for that sunken reef where the yacht is wrecked. A fair chance he'd have to find it. Why, without that little chart of ours, he wouldn't know where to look. Well, that's why he's probably waiting here to try to steal that chart from the dragon's eye ring. Oh, we certainly know now why he wants that ring. Boy, did that ring save our lives. I'll say, when we go back to Mindanao to look for Professor Loring, we'll sure need it. Stand by to lower the boat, Jack. Don't the barge in under full sail among those ships. Aye, aye, Uncle Jim. Lend a hand, Billy. Grab a halyard. I'll lower the big jack. Hey there, what are you staring at? Look, Billy. Isn't that the black shark? Where, Jack? God, I don't see a sign of a black schooner. Well... See that Japanese trolling boat drying out its net just inside the breakwater. Okay, I see her. Oh, I didn't know she was Japanese. All the deepwater fishing boats here are Japanese. Anyway, strike a line from the breakwater light right past that fishing boat. I see her, Jack. Anchored close to those old docks where some little coastwise schooners are tied up. If that isn't the black shark, it's her double. A long black hull and two masts set at a rakish angle. Look sharp, Jack. Get that bosom down. Come on, Billy. Lower away. Okay. Uh, hold your halyard a minute, will you, Jack? The pick is jammed. There. Too close. Okay, let her drop. Okay. Curl her up, Billy. I'll run a line around it. Jack, that is a black shark. She's anchored in a bad place for us. What? Oh, I see. She's anchored in front of that dry dock. And that's why it's a bad place for us. Uncle Jim is going to have the spindrift dry dock there to scrub the whiskers off her hull. I'll bet that's why the black shark is there. She's just had her hull cleaned to the trip across. Hey, do you suppose Blackbeard is aboard? No, he isn't far away. Unless Dr. Shapato's decided that Blackbeard's about as worthless as we think he is. They're probably watching us now. I'll bet you they have their plans all laid, Jack. They'll try and steal the chart and the dragon's eye ring just as soon as we put into port. It's a cinch that's what they're waiting for, Billy. Here, the postal's all snugged down. Let's go back and tell Uncle Jim and Betty the bad news. Mm, Uncle Jim has already seen that shark, Jack. Pointing her out to Betty. Oh, look, Jack, there she is. We've seen her, Betty. And I bet a million Blackbeard and Dr. Shapato have their glasses on us right now. Oh, Uncle Jim says we're going to have to anchor pretty close to her, Jack. But not for long. We'll be up in dry dock by tomorrow. Oh, hadn't we better put an armed guard around the spindrift while she's in dry dock, Uncle Jim? If we don't, Dr. Shapato may cut nice round holes in our hall. Well, the spindrift will be safe as long as Shapato and Blackbeard don't get our chart, Billy. I don't see why, Jack. If they can't steal our chart, they'll have to follow us to the Sulu Sea to find the wreck. They can't follow us if we haven't a ship. Well, then we'll need an armed guard on board the Spindrift to keep them from stealing the chart and ring. I've got them hidden in a place they'll never find, Billy. The first thing we want to do is to find out how many men Shapato and Blackbeard have with them and who they are. We might go on board and ask them, Uncle Jim. That's just what I'm going to do, Jack. What? Gosh. <laughs> that took the wind out of your sails, didn't it? It's not as foolish as it sounds. But, Uncle Jim, you aren't truly going aboard the Black Shark. Yes, I am, Betty. Jack and I are going to pay them a visit. Jump and Jiminy, that'll surprise us. That's just why I'm going to do it, Billy. It'll be the last thing in the world they'll expect. Hey, Uncle Jim, the idea sounds better and better. We can find out exactly who's aboard, and they'll be so surprised they may accidentally disclose their plans. But, but suppose they... <laughs> suppose they... Suppose they try any rough stuff, Betty? Yes, Uncle Jim. Suppose they do. Well, what good will it do them? I won't have the chart and the dragon's eye ring with me. And it won't do any good to hold us as hostages until you and Billy give them the ring, because you and Billy don't know where the ring is. And anyway, Uncle Jim, if Betty and I are on the spindrift, we can always go ashore and call the police if you don't come back pretty soon. Of course. So you see, Betty will be as safe as safe can be. I don't believe you'll be safe. There's Dr. Shapiro 
You said yourself that he and his gang would stop at nothing to get hold of that uranium. Billy. If we don't change our course, we'll run down this big oil tanker ahead of us. All right, Uncle Jim. That black schooner is the black shark, Uncle Jim. I can see the exhaust pipe from her diesel engine under her counter. We'll know her better after a while, Jack. Look, there's a small sailing beater. But it's not like the ones the Moros used at Cotabango. They're called bonkers up here, Betty. And you see, its sail isn't a square sail. It's a fore and aft sail, like our American cat boats. Mm, just the same. I hope a fleet of them doesn't attack us the way the Moros did. That won't, Betty. We're in a civilized part of the Philippines now. Yes, except for the black shark and Dr. Chapato and Blackbeard. And except for the headhunters. Headhunters, Uncle Jim. Yes, but not right around here, Betty. They're up in the mountain province, aren't they, Uncle Jim? That's right, Jack. About 125 miles to the north. The constabulary sergeant, the one who knows something about Professor Loring... It's been transferred up there. Jiminy crickets, do we have to go among the headhunters to find them? I'm afraid we do, Billy. But most of the headhunters have tamed down by this time. Yes, I'd rather prefer Blackbeard and Dr. Chapato. Look, Billy. There's someone on the deck of the Black Shark now. Maybe it's Blackbeard. No, this fellow's too small. Hand me the glasses, Betty. I'll see if I can recognize him. Maybe it's Dr. Chapato. No, it's not either of those two. They're probably below with the rest of the gang. This chap looks like a Filipino cabin boy. I'll bet you he's a kind of sentry, Jack. Dr. Chapato doesn't want anyone coming on board that ship of his. We'll find out when Jack and I go aboard, Billy. Is the anchor all ready to go overboard, Jack? Everything's all clear, Uncle Jim. Good. I'm going to drop anchor just to the right of the dry dock. They're expecting us there. Why, that's an hailing distance of the black shark. That's right, Betty. We can shout for help if we need you and Billy. Jack, I don't believe you and Uncle Jim have ever shouted for help. I'll shout if I have to, Betty. Shall we stand by the sails, Uncle Jim? Just a minute, Jack. I want to get a little closer in. There's nobody on deck of the Black Shark now, Uncle Jim. Well, the cabin boy probably went below to warn the gang, Betty. Jack, you stand by the anchor. Billy, you and Betty get ready to lower the mainsail and jib. I'm going to come into the wind when I get in line with the Black Shark and that queer-looking canal boat. Lend a hand, Betty. We'll drop the mainsail first, then go forward and drop the jib. Okay. Uh, I'll help you with the anchor when the mainsail's down, Jack. Thanks, Billy, but I can handle it myself. Billy, I don't like the idea of Uncle Jim and Jack going on board the Black Shark. Neither do I, Betty. It looks awfully dangerous to me. I can't help but be dangerous. Oh, we know there are a bunch of pirates. Betty Ho, we're coming about. Is your halyard loose, Betty? Mine is. Yeah, so's mine, Billy. Mainsail down. Better go, Betty. Ship down. About 40 feet, Uncle Jim. Good. That'll keep us from dragging unless a typhoon comes up. When do we visit the Black Shark, Uncle Jim? Right away, Jack. If it's going to be a surprise, it should be a real surprise. Help me swing the davits out and we'll lower the skiff. I'll swing this davit, Uncle Jim. Oh, she's stuck. Too many weeks of salt water. Here she comes. Lower away, Jack. Not too fast, Jack. Keep the skiff level. There. She's in the water, oars and all. Are you and Jack going right away, Uncle Jim? Yes, right away, Billy. Well, Uncle Jim, suppose, suppose that anything happens. What do you want Billy and me to do? The one thing I don't want you and Billy to do, Betty, is to come aboard the Black Shark. If you think that anything's happened, just keep your heads and wait a while. But, Uncle Jim, you can't expect us to sit around very long if you don't return. We should be back in 30 minutes, Billy. If we're not back by then, and if you don't get word from Jack or me, you're to lower the other skiff and go ashore. Take Betty with you and go to the nearest police station. Come on, Jack. Another the ship. I know I shouldn't be worried, Uncle Jim. 
buts, Betty. Orders are orders. You row, Jack. We're going to pay that visit to the Black Shark. We're practically on board the Black Shark already, Uncle Jim. Here we go. Certainly looks as though Jack and Uncle Jim are going right into the lion's den. Maybe Billy and Betty are right to worry. Chapato and Blackbeard aren't going to welcome them with open arms. Not on the Black Shark. There's an exciting time ahead for Jack and Uncle Jim in the cabin of the Black Shark. And if you want to share the excitement, listen in at the same time tomorrow to an adventure that will lead to the headhunting country in a thrilling episode of The Charton Ring with Jack Armstrong, the All-American Boy. Look, you've probably still got a chance to get in on the ground floor and be the first fellow or girl in your neighborhood to actually own a luminous dragon's eye ring. One similar to the ring which is playing such an important part in Jack Armstrong's latest radio adventure. But you've got to act fast. Just tear off the top of a Wheaties package and send it together with ten cents in coin and your name and address to Jack Armstrong, Minneapolis, Minnesota. In just a few days, you'll receive your luminous dragon's eye ring in the mail. Now, if you'd like two of these rings for a pair of eyes that glow in the dark, send two Wheaties box tops with 20 cents to Jack Armstrong. But don't put it off any longer. Get your order for a luminous dragon's eye ring in the mail right now before you do another thing. Have you tried Wheaties? They're whole wheat with all of the brand. Won't you try Wheaties? This is Franklin McCormick saying goodbye until tomorrow for General Mills, makers of Wheaties, Breakfast of Champions, who have just presented another episode of Jack Armstrong, the All-American Boy. Wave the Piper Hudson High, boys. Show them the